Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today we have a packed virtual house of uh, plentiful guests. Um, we're we're going to talk about uh, Duclaw and all of its history, what it has going on, its 25th year in existence. But first, we're going to talk about an important promotion that they're uh, a part of right now. And to join in f- for representing Duclaw is Rachel Bradley. They're, you have a new dr- marketing manager. And then... Part of this promotion is Squatty Potty, which if you asked me, I mean, I guess even a week ago, I never would have assumed I would have someone from Squatty Potty on to talk. Uh, but here we are, thanks to Declaw. We have <clears throat> representing Squatty Potty, their creative director, Carson Stilson. Thanks for joining us, Carson. Glad to be here. And then from... Baltimore via Miami, we have uh, the the founders and owners of Diablo Donuts, Michael and Emily Roslin. Thank you for joining hey us. Guys. Sorry, I had to move the computer. We have weird feedback. Okay, and and I'm probably gonna mute you every once in a while if that happens. So if That's if you fine. start to talk and it doesn't look like we're answering, you just flail your hands and I'll unmute you. Got <laughs> it. All right, so we'll kick off talking about um, the campaign or promotion that's being run right now. The um, I, I actually I don't I want to I don't want to butcher any of it. So who wants to kick off from talking about it? Do you want to talk about it, Carson, or do you want to, Rachel? You can play rock paper scissors. Um, you can just start seeing who talks first. Uh, so I guess I'll just say this, Rachel and the Duclaw were the original founders of this whole idea and concept with Diablo Donuts. Squatty Potty is just new this year. So I don't know if you want to get into the previous years or just talk specifically about this campaign. If we're talking about this campaign, then I probably have a a lot of knowledge of the beginnings and kind of how it it started and became. Yeah, we're, we're just going to, we're going to start off, um, talking about thanks for giving a crap. Okay. Or so I can I can rainbow take a poop emoji because uh, we're gonna we're gonna dedicate a whole second part of this to um, uh, unicorn farts in general because I have been an unabashed fan of everything unicorn farts. Okay, I guess I can kind of start with this. So um, last year, in the midst of the you know the thick of COVID and everything, we were you know just trying to determine oh what what do we do marketing wise, kind of figuring things out. And I got reached out to by Duclaw, and they're like, hey, you guys have a really cool unicorn. We have a really cool unicorn. Let's make a beer, do something fun. And we're like, cool, that sounds really fun. Let's do it. So did you guys um, introduce your unicorns? It, well, their unicorn <laughs> I don't think has an official name. Oh, so we like. More or less, we were like, well, let's just like bring our unicorn along and it'll just be, you know, unicorns in general. So okay, it was side fun. question though, Rachel, how is it possible that the unicorn farts unicorn doesn't have a name? I don't know. Help me name it. What no, name? I, th- I think that's like, that's the makings of a contest. 
was gonna say that sounds like a poll or a contest. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll, or I'll just do it and take credit in perpetuity. But... I'll, I'll cite you and I'll give you credit for right. the idea. I'll but... come and, ro- and royalties, right? Yeah, zero dollar. <laughs> I want zero percent of everything zero made off of the, the unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll ask my five-year-old. She's really good at naming stuff. Fine. All right. Sorry. Um, you <laughs> got uh, Squatty Potty had the foresight to name their unicorn. So your unicorn, unfortunately, cannot be introduced to the non-named unicorn. Yes. Unfortunately, that couldn't happen. But we have, so our unicorn, is uh, his name is Dookie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, you know, the magical ice cream pooping unicorn. And so, uh, you know, with, with unicorn farts, ice cream poop, I was like, it just, it made perfect sense. And in fact, back in the day, we actually had a product where, um, our unicorn had his farts bottled for a, a toilet spray that we made. So good sense. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. We, you know, we bottle his farts already. Let's just bottle it for some beer too. I mean, it kind of writes itself. <laughs> it does. It was perfect. Like there's a reason why I was like, I'm, we're going to make this happen. And so, um, we began the conversation, uh, summer of last year. And it was just kind of like, oh, let's, you know, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this. I mean, it was so in the early of their, in, in the early process of their batch because they had just launched their 2020 batch, which means it wasn't going to happen until 2021. So we just kind of like kept the conversation going. And then it turned into, you know, all of a sudden it started turning into something way more. And they were like, well, what if we made this bigger? And we're like, okay, let's, let's make it bigger. And then all of a sudden we were like, talking with a you know an agency group and all of a sudden it was like let's bring the colon cancer foundation like how, like i guess our biggest challenge in this whole thing is okay we'll we'll partner with duclaw on their beer but how do we make it make sense i yeah. mean <laughs> do you know how many times i've had an idea and then had to work backwards like how do i make this make even remote sense <laughs> yeah because it was like how do you how do you like tie i mean a, a poop stool company yeah with, Duclaw Brewing. <laughs> and by the way, like going back to uh, the Duclaw Unicorn name, I think you just keep it simple. Just name them Toots. Toots? Yeah, that makes Toots. Sense. I mean, Dookie and Toots. Like, what? <laughs> it's like the dynamic duo of Dookie and Toots. I love that. Um, <laughs> All right, but sorry. Yeah, we, we, no, you're good. We, uh, you know, we, as we were talking about it, I think we really jived with, okay, what's our, what's a big demographic for us? And they're like, oh, well, we like, you know, 25 to 45 year old men, like with big burly beard, like me and, and you, Chris. like we're, <laughs> we're, we're the demographic. And, um, and we were like, well, you know, I think men's health is a big important thing for us too. So all of a sudden we started talking about how can we make this relate? And it brought up the colon cancer foundation. And I mean, I think men in general, 25 to 45, I think now the demographic is shifting gradually younger, um, you know, men's health and colon cancer and colorectal cancer in general is, is a really deadly cancer. And we are like, well, this, this is where we can tie this all in. Like, and we, we started this conversation with the colon cancer foundation. And then it was like, well, <laughs> how do we make this really unique? It's like, well, why don't we uh, make it so people send us their poop and we send them beer. <laughs> and it was like so absurd. We're like 
that's ridiculous. Let's do it. <laughs> like, like it was just so obnoxiously crazy. So, so people don't like, so I don't, I don't know how the at home test works. Um, do you actually have to send your poop somewhere or is the, okay. So people yeah, do, so, but they're not, they're not sending it to you directly. No, thank heavens. We, that's, that's where we had the idea and we're like, this is awesome. <laughs> now, how do we, you know, actually connect the dots and make the whole unicorn in the, the drawing, you know? So uh, we started to partner with a bunch of other people like Craft Shack. Um, you know, we have some, uh, a friendship going along with Everly Well and, and, and all these groups that started to like merge into like, okay, you'll take care of this. You'll take care of this. You'll take care of this. So um, we've partnered with Everly Well. They're sending their uh, their fit cancer screening test. So you send them your poop. They goes to uh, an actual doctor, an actual lab, and they test it <laughs> legitimately. We don't just like <laughs> keep it. It's not like our you know our, our creepy thing where we just want you to send us your poop and we just like keep it in like a dark room um, <laughs> and just guess whether no. or not the person you just has. Guess, oh yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no. So they, they send it and they'll actually send the results. Um, and then, yeah, you get a lot of, you get beer and a squatty potty. So if I remember correctly, there will be 100 people who receive the squatty potty, the at home test kit and the beer completely free. Um, and that drawing is March 13th, 12th. Well, no, that's when it starts. It, it starts up. and it goes until the seventh is when you can enter in. But I think it would like the winner was going to be chosen on or about, but yeah, so the, actually the seventh is a more important date. I'm jumping way ahead. So between yeah, the so, <laughs> so it's not quite like a contest. There's not really winners. We, we, we don't really put it that way. Cause okay. um, we don't want to be like, Hey, you won a free screen. It's, it's more like, Hey, you know, we've we put it in random. People are selected to be those who, get the opportunity to be screened. Now, um, I, I, uh, that's the cool part about it. It's, it's just, you're, you're getting the opportunity to learn more about your health and get some free stuff. So we're not technically calling them winners, okay. but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, lucky individuals will receive. Yes, that's perfect. That's for, perfect. For free. Yeah, there's, there's some legal jargon that goes into Lucky that, individuals but... <laughs> will be gifted a squatty potty, some a gift certificate because you can't get beer, right? Give beer. Um, and so I guess the gift certificate is probably for craft shack. Yeah. They're the fulfillment center. Okay. And then the Everly well testing kit. And I think I already said a squatty potty, right? Correct. Okay. Nailed that. The whole, the like whole a, kit and caboodle. So close to, but no donuts. <laughs> So we were going to try, but there was there's a no bit... good way to package them for shipping for how wide everything's going. It's almost hard to just drive one of those donuts from for like 20 miles and have them still look perfect. <laughs> the funny thing about that is now we've got people going and getting donuts. They'll get a dozen, but they'll get 13 for their car donut, we call it now. So they get to eat their car donut on the way, so they don't have to be like, "Oh, I ate a donut on the way here as a 12. So that is either that or TSA stops you and asks what's in your box. <laughs> yes. 
So. You guys need to just like start advertising the car donut. Like it's, oh, it's our 13th donut. You yeah. get one extra donut. It's a car donut for an extra X amount of dollars. That's genius. That is funny. Trademark I mean, that. that. You trademark yeah. that. Yeah, people go in and they go to a party and they'd be like, oh, there's only 11 donuts here. We had one guy, he let his buddy use his credit card. And he um, called us and said, oh man, their donuts missing. My buddy bought 12 of them. I'm like, Dude, your buddy's BSing you because he ate a donut. <laughs> I was like, if I was your buddy, I'd ate two. He didn't get a car donut, TM. <laughs> TM, perfect. <laughs> Patent pending. <Yeah. laughs> All right, so because I completely butchered the proper timing of how everything starts, it was the the website is live now. Do you want to, uh, what is the website people go to? www.giveacrapchallenge.com so if you go there now you will you can see all the information about the um uh the promotion or uh, what what can we legally call it the campaign campaign the awareness campaign the awareness campaign yeah um and it that website will magically um just like a unicorn fart or dookie turn into a place to submit to be one of the lucky individuals who are going to be gifted the amazing package of fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That's great. Trademark. Trademark. (laughs) Um, So uh, all laughing aside though, all of this is for a good reason. It's to help raise awareness for, I'm going to let you pronounce it because for some reason my tongue refuses to work in the proper way to say that foundations like that form of cancer. So, uh, yeah, I, my tongue won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's to, what is the, um, foundation's goal? Um, someone whose tongue is capable of pronouncing that word. Want to take it from here? They are trying, Colon Cancer Foundation is trying to raise uh, enough money to give 10,000 test kits to underserved communities this year, for the whole year. So for the whole month of March, we're trying to really bring awareness through this campaign so that they can reach that goal. And I'm hoping they can hit it just within this month and maybe a month after. But it is a year goal. So, and then the second part of it is there will be what, an additional 300 people that will be able to receive that same package in exchange if they make a donation of $85. Yeah. So if you're like me and you don't want to leave up things up to chance, cause I don't know about you, but I never feel lucky in these kind of, <laughs> you know, um, you can just make a straight donation all at once to Colon Cancer Foundation and immediately get your beer. Boom. Don't leave it up to chance. <laughs> uh, I'd say that, but I wouldn't leave it up to time either because I'm sure once it hits, it's going to go fast. Yeah. So is, is, that gonna, is this special version of Unicorn Farts only available through this promotion? Yep, never again. Okay, so come uh, 
I don't know, whenever the regular Unicorn Farts release schedule is, it'll go back to its former glory of graham cracker free. Yeah. Fruity Pebble fun. Yeah. This one is just super special just for Colon Cancer Foundation. And not just because it has a shiny rainbow poop emoji on it. (laughs) (laughs) So can you can you tell us what is different about this one? Yeah, so we, we added graham cracker to this one. Um, so it just changes the flavor profile a little bit. I think it makes it a little more sweet. And I tried it for the first time today, and I think it tastes um, like a little more citrusy than past variations. And I don't know if that's because I'm drinking it not as cold as it should be, but the graham cracker, I'm definitely getting more of that almost like a sweetness about it from that. I don't know. It's now become sweet me unicorn farts. <laughs> <clears throat> so Carson, how long have you been with Squatty Potty? I've been in Squatty Potty full time for four years. So you were not there for the the famous commercial. So I was a freelancer for the company. I wasn't okay. there and in charge of the actual, the the very successful unicorn pooping commercial. <laughs> But, but, but I have taken over the creative from that point on and continue to kind of run the company and ride it from that point on. So, so was that um, part of like just the personality of the company or was that m- more of like a, do you, do you know the story of how that, e- like that was born? Oh, I know every story at Squatty Potty. I'm like the, <laughs> I am the, I am the lore person. We'll just put it that way okay. for Squatty Potty. Um, so yeah, it was really fascinating commercial, um, and the whole the whole premise of how it came out was uh, pretty unique. So our founder, no pun intended, no pun intended. So the our product was developed. The Squatty Putty was made out of necessity. Um, one of our founders was constipated, and it was challenging for her to deal with. And when she went to her doctor, she met with him, and he was like, "You just need to get your feet up." She's like, oh, okay. So, you know, she was trying to figure out how to get her feet up. She's like, why is there not a product that gets your feet up on the toilet? Like, why am I having to stack books and do all sorts of things to make it work? And her son, Bobby, um, was like, why don't we make something? So they made something. It was awesome. Solved her problem. They started gifting it to friends and the friends started liking it. And they were like, I think we've got something here. And they started selling it and, and, you know, kind of going from there. Now, at first it was very awkward people like they would go to like conventions and stuff and people would like literally part the sea to go around their booth like they just it was just weird to them there was this huge taboo talking about poop and talking about that kind of health and so bobby was like you know we had some success all of a sudden we went on the howard stern show and uh he was passionate about the stool and all of a sudden we were on um the doctors or dr oz and like some of all these different people started kind of picking it up and saying like oh this is a silly product but it works and so we started to kind of have some growth and success there um but we were like bobby was like we've got to kind of take the taboo out of poop talk because it's again it's it's weird it's kind of gross but there there needs to be some humor into it um well he he worked with a company called the Harmon brothers they're a marketing firm in uh, Utah, which we're based out of Utah as well. Um, and they were like, well, we've got this crazy idea. And, and they worked with Bobby and came up with this absurd idea of an ice cream pooping unicorn. 
and it was kind of risky. It was, it was a, a very big investment for us. Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars for this video production and then much more beyond that to push the marketing for it. And for a company that, I mean, they were doing really well. They had, I think just got off of shark tank. We had, they'd had a successful run on shark tank and sold, you know, millions of dollars in product. So they, they had some money, a little nest egg to take a risk, but it was a pretty big risk. And Bobby decided, I'm just going to run with it. I'm just going to do it. We'll see how it goes. Um, he almost kind of just like against his parents' wishes, which they're older and quite a bit more conservative. And they were like, this is ridiculous. This is our retirement. They, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were like, this is absurd. Like, I don't think we can do this. And then they, he was like, well, let's, let's give it a shot. And there's a whole video on YouTube if you ever want to go find it. And it, they kind of go into the everything that they did and the kind of the risk that he took to do this video. Um, and they created the video. They made Dookie. Dookie came to life. He's a fully animatronic unicorn. Um, so they had to like use movie magic to kind of like push ice cream through the unicorn's body. So it actually came out. Uh, it oh, was, wait, it I, just... I have watched that video because don't they, they go into detail about the challenges of making the like the perfectly formed <laughs> It, it was hard to like get it just to swirl just yeah. right. And like, there's, there's a lot of challenges and um, I do all the video production now. So I still run into challenges when I do crazy things. I mean, luckily it's a very unique and fun job. So I can do just about anything I want and they're like, I could go for it. <laughs> but uh, yes, with, with producing the unicorn side, they had a lot of struggles and challenges to figure everything out, but they got it to work and they released the video October 5th of 2015. And this was in the wild west of Facebook when they, the way that you marketed, everything could really go viral if you got, um, if you, you know, kind of mixed the right ingredients together and it blew up. I mean, crazy. And it, with this video, we sold so many more stools than we ever did with Shark Tank. Um, it was just hugely viral. And now we have um, three videos kind of dedicated to the unicorn that uh, combined together have almost half a billion views. It's, wow. it's pretty crazy. It's just, it, it went, if viral was a thing, this thing was a pandemic. It went, it went really huge. And they, we've won awards and they call it one of the greatest marketing campaigns in history. Now, when, when they were on Shark Tank, were they disappointed that Mark Cuban didn't win their? I think we actually wanted Lori. I mean, that was I, the thing. For that product, she probably is the. I mean, I'm a huge Shark Tank fan, um, mm -hmm. but my philosophy is always: you want Mark Cuban, just because I'm also a huge. Mark, <laughs> I'm just also a huge Mark Cuban fan. <laughs> I think Mark Cuban's great, insanely talented. Has obviously, I think he's got the highest net worth out of all the sharks. I think he's like yeah. worth more than all the other sharks combined. Well, yeah, he's, he's the very, only one in the three comma club. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of money. And of course, he has great success. Um, I think Lori is the best fit for us. Um, she just has uh, the QVC connection. Yeah. She knows retail extremely well. When it, it like um, it just that that segment of product, not poop related products, but like just that, like where you would fit in sales of those kind of products. That's her wheelhouse of blowing yeah. up. And she's so good with products that it just worked for us. Mark Cuban's more of like the risk taker, try something new. Whereas Lori's just like, Hey, I've got this awesome formula and it's going to work. And, um, I think she's been just the perfect shark for us. I don't know. I just know if I was on shark tank, I would still feel like I had lost, even though if I got, <laughs> got the perfect deal and the perfect shark for me, but Mark Cuban wasn't impressed. 
Yeah, it's it's but tough. That may just be my fanboy. I'm sure. Here's the thing. I'm sure Mark wishes he would have got us now. So Probably. I think we're the <laughs> the second or the third most profitable Shark Tank product in history. So probably what Ring being one of the only more. I think the only one there might be one or two that beat us. I think the one that beats us is a uh, Scrub Daddy. Oh no! Wait, they passed up on Ring. That's right. Yeah, I think Scrub Daddy's the one that beats us. Okay. And there, there may be one or one other. I haven't looked recently, but yeah. But that that's kind of an unfair comparison, though, because that's a consumable. So like, you have to buy more of them. Like, hopefully, we would, we pe- would, yeah. Hopefully, people aren't wearing out their squatty potties. If we could sell, <laughs> I mean, people, we do upsell squatty potties. We have luxury versions of squatty potties, which it sounds ridiculous, but people like their bathrooms to look a certain way. And sometimes <laughs> a white plastic stool isn't what they want in their bathroom. Most people, that's great for them. They're like, hey, easy to clean. Slides under my toilet. Perfect. Some people are like, I want one that's made out of bamboo. We have one that's made out of uh, an acrylic that looks and emulates marble. And it's like, we have some, we have some fancy stools, but people (laughs) love it. I mean, there's people with luxury bathrooms. You'd be shocked at how many celebrities use our product and just endorse the crap out of it. And we don't say anything. We don't, we don't approach them to do it. And they're just like, holy cow guys. Just stand on the side smiling. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's wild. And so because of that, that we, you know, we've had a lot of success with our kind of higher end stools. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and I did the first time I saw those, like I, I, my first thought was like, man, I can't believe that. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If like, if you have a super fancy bathroom, then you probably do care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there's, again, if you're passionate about the product, might as well make it fit well in your bathroom. So are, are the founders still involved with the company or when they sold did they kind of step back? Cause I, there's a new CEO, right? That's correct. So and our current CEO actually lives in Baltimore, not too far from Duclaw. So when we did our filming and our stuff over there, he came along and, and said, hi, um, our, so the original founders are part of the company, but they are not in the day to day anymore. They've technically, they've, they've t- pretty much taken a step back. They're part mm-hmm. of our board of directors still and make big decisions on the company. But I think the big thing for them was, um, it's technically three original founders. It's Bill and Judy Edwards, who are um, in their 70s. They're, they're quite old. And so to them, they'd worked so hard their whole lives. And when Squatty Potty hit it big, they were like, we can finally retire. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like this was like, it was perfect. It was literally the American dream for them is that they didn't have to keep working yeah. anymore. They've, and they've, then earned, Bobby, they've earned their right to kick their feet up. Exactly. And they have, they've, they've worked so hard and like all the way just until the end of when they stopped working, like they, they raised this thing out of the ground and it was amazing what they did. And then Bobby, who was our, he was our original CEO. He's also taken a step back and, and kind of does his own thing, has his own projects, but is still part of the board of the company as well. Let's, um, I, we've talked so long about poop. Um, I did go way over time of taking our first sponsor break. So let's take a real quick sponsor break. And then there's still a couple questions I have about the campaign um, and things in general. So if you can uh, continue that conversation in, um, in a few and we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations, and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, 
happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. All right, so a couple more quick questions. What is the, there is a TikTok specific portion of this uh, campaign. Can you explain that part of it? I'm too old to understand TikTok. Um, So uh, maybe someone younger than me can handle that part. Sure, I can answer that one. Um, So I may be young, but I am not a TikToker. I actually had to do a lot of research leading up to this project. And man, oh man, is it just time consuming. It'll just suck the hours out of your life. (laughs) Um, But basically, we know that not everyone can drink beer um, or may want to participate in the challenge that way. But maybe they just want to, uh, you know, care about the cause and pass on the awareness, right? So basically, we tried to think of questions or some sort of way we could make an interesting TikTok, an easy challenge per se, that we could get people of any age to participate in so that it's no limits, open to everyone. And we came up with the idea of, well, let's, you know, destigmatize the talk. Not the talk that you're thinking about, but the talk about colorectal cancer, you know? Because like Carson said earlier, People just have this whole faux pas about talking about poop, you know. Um, People think that you're supposed to get tested when you're much older, but statistics are actually pushing younger ages now. I mean, we had, um, what was his name? Chadwick Boseman, right, who just died of it at uh, age 43. So, um Basically, we want to start having people have the talk earlier, encourage their loved ones to remind them to go get tested. So the way you do the TikTok challenge is you film yourself either um, texting a loved one or calling up a loved one, and you call them and you say, hey, when was the last time you pooped? And of course, (laughs) the reaction is going to be pretty entertaining. Uh, Anywhere from someone being like, excuse me, what did you just ask me? Um, I'm going to bet on mostly that. Yeah. Except for some weird friendships that the response is going to be different. Yeah. I, um, Marla from two and two communications tried this with her mother and her mom is very feisty Italian lady. So her reaction was pretty funny, but I'm actually going to film myself calling my grandmother tomorrow and Again, also a very feisty lady. So I'm excited to see her reaction. But basically, just 
call up your loved one. You ask them when the last time they pooped was to get that funny reaction out of them. That's the entertaining part. And then ultimately they're going to ask you why you're asking, right? Yeah. So the punchline is because I give a crap about you. <laughs> so go get tested. <laughs> now I feel like Carson, if you start doing this, there's a decent probability that people aren't going to think like it's a weird out of left field question. <laughs> it's true. Yes, actually it's, it's kind of disgusting, but I've had more people call me and tell me, you'd be shocked how much I think about you when I'm pooping. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I'm really honored, but that's just weird. That is but weird. I have a lot of friends who I have uh, gifted squatty potties. And so I am probably one of the most thought of people when someone's pooping in the history of the earth. <laughs> I, that is an honor that um, <laughs> you should be very, very proud of. I, you know, I am like at this point, it's a badge of honor. You know, we actually sell little badges that say I poop today. I need to, I wish I had that on. I should have put it on today. I feel like you definitely missed the opportunity for that. <laughs> All right, Carson, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know you have other things to do, so we're going to stop talking about poop at least for a little while. Um, Give people so, a break. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to unicorn farts. Um, but do you want to give just a real quick rundown? How do people enter? Um, all those quick details, and then we'll be on to donuts, glitter, fruity pebbles, and beer. So go to giveacrapchallenge.com. You can go now and you can kind of learn more about the details right this moment. Um, you can't actually sign up until the third, which is uh, today. national. Oh, today is the third. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because oh. I'm releasing this on the third. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, like in the future today is the third sorry okay so on the third today go to giveacrapchallenge.com check it out you can sign up um you'll be one of the 100 that you know will get it hopefully get a test sent to you with the beer and the squatty potty um do it it's seriously it's easy to detect it's very treatable if you catch it early and um you know it's, this is just a fun way to hopefully create awareness about what is the, you know, second deadliest form of cancer in our nation when you, you know, consider both men and women. So go make it happen. Give a crap about your friends, your family. It's, it's worth doing and it's fun. That's, that's, that's why, that's why things work for Squatty Potty and Duclaw. You do things that are fun and people hopefully catch on and do it themselves too. So while I was very happy when I received my box of the of the beer, my wife was very sad that there also <laughs> wasn't a squatty potty. <laughs> so uh, you better you, you shoot me an email and there will be a squatty potty at your doorstep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank, thank you. We'll, we'll solve your we'll solve your wife's sadness. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Um and for giving us all the details of the campaign and a little bit more information about Squatty Potty, um, something I never thought I'd be talking about during this little show. We just kind of sneak up on people, right? <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. See ya. All right. Now it's time to talk about glitter and beer and donuts. A little bit more cleaner. Uh arrangement so unicorn farts started as a donut correct yes it did it started 
um, it was one of our first events about eight years ago that we did um, that I designed for the actual um, shop. So yeah, and it, its name kind of came from a weird little place. So I used to work for the president of a national motorcycle club, and he wanted us to do donuts for their Christmas party. And um, we thought it would be funny if we came up with a funny name for the donut, one of the donuts. So we had all these bikers, these big badass bikers walking around their clubhouse at Christmas yelling, where does unicorn farts? So, <laughs> it amused us. So it kind of went from there. I absolutely <laughs> love that that is the origin of the donut in the name. <laughs> so did you come up with the name first and then work backwards to what like the ingredients would be? Or did you come up yep. with the... The donut yeah. was the first one. Okay. And we just... Originally, it was Fruity Pebbles, whatever, yeah, okay. and then it went from there. Yeah. So, so we have a couple of pretty wild names, actually. So um, our maple bacon's the panty dropper. and Chocolate cake and peanut butter is your mom. Yeah. We have chocolate <laughs> cake donut that's your mom. Yeah, our so. honey mustard and onion is 666. I don't know so, if yeah. I would enjoy that on a donut. What, <laughs> honey mustard and onion? Yeah. Oh, it's like a beer pretzel. It's fabulous. Okay, maybe I would like that. Although I definitely love um, unicorn farts. So, but you, is there always glitter on the donut or is the, there's not always glitter on no, it? No, just okay. for, whenever we know it's going to be on TV. It's okay. basically for the events. They're like, we've done, we do a smaller version for a lot of the, um, like, the releases in different bars and stuff. And we'll put glitter on those. Okay. Like different beers will hit us up that they got their keg in, and then we'll usually try and do like an early week thing for them. Um, if they don't have like a popular Wednesday or Tuesday, and we'll be kind of get some people out there for them by bringing donuts in too for the uh, to tap it. So basically, whenever the donut needs to dress up and look pretty, it it throws on some glitter. You yeah. got it. So how did the beer come about? So um, basically, our brewers went to visit you, Ross, right? And they yes. were trying to come up with some sort of beer to use with any of your donuts. And I think at first they were going to go with actually dark beer, right? Yes. Yeah. But then you said yeah. unicorn yeah. Yeah. patriarchy line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There I, were a couple of flavors you had in, like, originally, too. I think um, blueberry basil was one of them. I think the mm -hmm. bacon was too, but it was pretty popular in other breweries at the time. So we were trying to go a little bit more out of the box. Well, I think you landed on the right decision then. Because, I mean, it definitely, like that, it's just, it's a perfect marriage, I think. Like, like well, one, people, well, I mean, people love pastry stouts too, but people love fruited sours. And I think that flavor just melds itself perfectly for, especially having them together is amazing the donut and the beer together is perfect it works really well <laughs> it's actually when we first started i did a lot of breweries and i did a lot of um like the cast you would do a donut uh, flight you would do a donut and a beer and mm -hmm. you would have a flight of donuts and beers and we'd match them all to whatever beers they had so we did that for the first like four years of our existence the origination of the two inch here, wasn't it yeah the small donut yeah so so that they landed on wanting to do 
the unicorn farts donut and then was that in was it instantly going to be then a fruited sour or was it still thought to be a pastryarchy yeah. line then yeah because we we were thinking about having it be one of our limited releases so we we put out those three 16 ounce cans all at the same time you know the ipa the pastry beer and the sour so it was going to be it was going to fall into one of those okay. three years and because it was fruity we were like Makes sense. Put it in the sour miso series. So the um, yeah, that that was gonna be my next question. You already answered. I get kind of the sour miso series had already existed at that point. I I couldn't remember the timing of all that. Yeah, it's been going on for I want to say three years now. It was like the fall yeah. of like twenty eighteen or some something like that that we put out the first ones. Has has the beer brought a lot of um, new customers to Diablo? Has that helped help yes. you guys? Um, a whole lot. Liquor license. Now we have a liquor license, so that'll help a whole <laughs> lot too. Um, yeah. Um, so it it's crazy. Um, just the whole release of it kind of went a little. I think Duclos will say this too. It it kind of went a little wilder than we ever imagined that it would definitely do. We go to bed pretty early, so like we know that some like stuff happens when we go to bed, um, but not like that. We've had like <laughs> one night we woke up, we had like four thousand more followers in the time frame from like five o'clock at night to eleven. Yeah, like, literally 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. So it was kind of crazy when it first took off. There were states, though. There was a state that wouldn't carry it because of its name originally, from what I remember. And, really? Um, yeah, the Bible, down in the Bible Belt, didn't want it originally. Which I'm pretty I, sure don't, I don't know which one that would be. Huh? I'm not sure which one that would be. I know we've gotten a lot of flack for our sweet baby Jesus. I, think I believe it was one of the Carolinas. Yeah, it was one of the Carolinas. Um, I think it was North Carolina had said something about it then. Yeah. They, I mean, everyone's on board now. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Now that it, once it's popular. <laughs> um, so, but you guys recently uh, moved to a new location, correctly? Well, actually, you're going to be very no, short. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Okay. We're set up. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, we'll be open this Friday. Um, it's a great location. It's actually. Is that the grand opening at the new location? Yes, for for our side of it, for the Diablo Donut side. Okay. Um, we we'll definitely have it. We have about fifty seats out front that we can do outside. Then we have seats inside, and then Smoking Swine in the bar side will be open, hopefully in April if it all goes if everything goes well. And um, we we're looking forward to it. We got it pretty good. We have Smoking Swine us, Dizzy Cow Pizza right now all involved in the whole event so i mean definitely all of it, some so. place for growth there's a lot of room for everyone there not only just idea wise but the actual property is quite large for its location where's um, it at so, be- so it's on um hanover street like right on the lower side of brooklyn over before you have to turn to go to that hospital the big hospital over there like hanover and poteet like right there yeah but um, before like if you get off the 895 exit coming like out of the tunnel it's the first one it's literally the first building you hit yeah, it's pretty cool. It used to be a crab bar years ago. Okay, what's yeah. the address? Thirty-four, thirty-two South Hanover Street. Awesome. And how where how do people find and keep up to date with the Diablo Donut stuff? I was gonna say social media is usually the best. Between Facebook and Instagram are usually our go-to's to update first. Um, 
just because again we go to bed early so sometimes we uh we we definitely use the social media so to keep up and running definitely diablo donuts facebook diablo donuts instagram um our website's actually 410do.com i let it lapse one time so <laughs> now we have so they want like three thousand dollars oh jeez. no <laughs> i was like i'll pass so it's 410do.com it works really well for us so i, I kind of like having it that way a little bit it's a little more easier to remember i feel a lot of people didn't spell our name last name the, the donuts right so they wouldn't find it right away whoever the person that did that and is sitting on it you're an awful human being <laughs> you're just like, you're just horrible <laughs> it's me procrastinating <laughs> but still that like there's like uh I are they it. even using it no, it's no, just I'm sitting. sure it's just sitting it's on the. I've I've checked. I it's think at, the last time it was at almost eight. Really? Yeah. I keep checking. I'm hoping they just forget about it, but they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Awful yeah. human being. So you we're be ashamed of yourself right now. We're also working on our food truck, so it should hopefully be out. We'll get to do more of the fun stuff. Oh, Time. nice. So just just donuts or like a whole. No donuts and coffee. Um, pretty simple stuff. We're going to keep it us. Um, we're trying to expand Diablo to the point where we have the truck and the shop and maybe another shop eventually. But right now it's really small. I was going to say our truck is much smaller than a regular food truck because we don't require to have an entire kitchen on it. Yeah. Um, take your like mail truck and like make it XL. Okay. It's like an ice cream. And we're basically at the ice cream truck stage where we don't have to do all the crazy food stuff. But, um, so that's going to go, that's getting ready to go. And then we're just going to concentrate on some other fun stuff. We do a lot of things with other bars and stuff as far as sandwiches. Um, our honey mustard onion goes on a sandwich at, one, at 101. They're buns for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people use them as buns. Cut them in half, turn them inside out, put them together, stuff like that. Can I suggest Frederick as a second location? Actually, you're not the only one who said that. <laughs> I I think we could really use Diablo Donuts and Frederick. I know you guys have a vegan shop up there. I'm not too familiar with it, but um, I have a friend that has a hair salon up there, and she gets comes down and gets donuts and takes them up to her salon. See, save her a trip. What kind of friend are you? <laughs> I Just know. open a shop <laughs> in Frederick. Why are you making her drive? For 45 minutes when you could just open up a business. Customer service. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I definitely, I, I've only, ha I need to, I, I gotta come to the new location. Um, because I've never been to the actual store. The only time I've had uh, unicorn farts, I was lucky enough to have it brought to me. Um, so, but from what I understand, you sell out pretty quickly, right? Yes. We, I mean, we make a, it depends on the day, really. Okay. Honestly, we make 150 dozen a day. That's the goal. Okay. So, and then we go from there. I mean, some people get there super early. Some people, you know, drag their feet and they get what's left at the end of the day kind of thing. My regular guideline is usually get there within the first two hours if you want a larger selection. Okay. Um, and that's usually how I go. I will say that the new location has already been deemed extremely uh, user-friendly. Um, between getting to it, parking, and things of that nature is definitely way easier than trying to do all the other things that we had at the other place.
Good, because that was going to be my next question, because for some reason, I have an unreasonable amount of parking phobia anytime I'm going to go somewhere. And So, I was going to say, next to it is actually a huge park and ride lot that we've kind of been, like, okay to use. Okay. Um, but even outside of that, out front, there's more than enough on both sides that we're not competing with any other businesses. Um, so, even though it would be considered parallel parking, you're still just pulling up. There's no three-pointer. Gotcha. And you don't have to pay. So. <laughs> Which is obviously a huge plus. Yes. And the cool thing about it is we have a backyard area that's like almost an acre and we're of a, we can have up to 200 people out there. Oh, that's awesome. So eventually we're going to do a beer garden. We can have donut so parties. Donuts. <laughs> donuts. And, um, I'm so excited. Barbecue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the beer's cool too, but donuts. <laughs> Great. And when the new unicorn farts comes out, we can have a release party there so we're kind of really excited about that it'll be our first time COVID really kind of like it was harsh in Baltimore. It, it's not like it messed last year's batch up because we did have plans for it but in the long run it got out to more people and more people know about it so not only does Duclaw get phone calls we constantly get phone calls or people coming in from out of state going, hey, can you guys sell me the beer too? And I'm like, I don't even have it. I have like two cans, I think. I think the most I drank was at our wedding because we got it to toast with. Instead of like champagne, we had our flutes filled with unicorn. Parts. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that when I posted photos with the donuts, um, there was a lot of reaction to those donuts. So people definitely... Um, want them <laughs> yeah we, it, it's crazy we, we were named so top 50 just think donuts. of how many more people you could reach if you had a location in frederick sorry i interrupted you <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted, I interrupted. Um, so we were voted last year top 50 donut shops in the united states by a couple of different outlets so it's cool nice you know yeah I, i'm psyched about it considering this is all an accident so. <laughs> <laughs> well it was it was a crazy example of something going completely viral and then um because it went viral and the claw dumped gasoline on it perfectly oh yes (laughs) so it it had its own legs but the marketing crew at duclaw knew how to capitalize on that perfectly to even make it go further than ever I was going to say our um, photo shoot last fall really was popular. Um, we got a lot of hits after that. I'm and glad you brought that up because I, I wanted to talk about that and then I completely forgot about it somehow. <laughs> well, that was such a fun day. It was the coldest day in November. It was really cold. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know where where to easily find those photos now, but on the internet somewhere you can find photos of Michael laying in a a tub full of fruity pebbles with donuts if you are into that um <laughs> plus we had the we got the cover of food and beverage magazine with that photo um there's some outtake photos we should send you of me in a chewbacca robe getting glitter on his face <laughs> i need to see those <laughs> yeah, yeah i can send you them and uh, i was gonna say on instagram the whole calendar last year 
and then uh, Duclaw uh, won a crushy for the the campaign. So it was universally yeah. loved. Yeah. Um, yeah, crushy in the beer world. And then um, AMA Marketing Awards for Baltimore, too. So, yeah, it did, it did really well. It got picked up on a lot of sites, too, like Pop Sugar and all that kind of stuff, too. We got... Um... The weirdest one is Snapchat because that still pops up on people's Yeah, we have Snapchat. And now this, whatever that like outlet is on Snapchat, we still pop up on that at least once a month. People are like, oh, I just saw you on Snapchat last week. I'm like, was it new? (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. We got um, like there were a bunch of other ones too, like foodie websites we got um, hit up on between the beer. And then one one of the really big ones, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but we got – like the, yeah, on Thrillist we got mm-hmm. the beer, and um, we we do a king cake donut, and they were all in the same like week. Week. So oh, you must have cool. been crushed that week. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> cha ching. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, definitely the way we're going now with everything and partnering up with these guys and everything else, I feel like that's kind of the way the future for restaurants in a sense right now because of COVID. It's um, all about the partnerships. It's a good partnership, even with like you claws and stuff like that. Um, it just working with everybody and working on, I mean, they're incredible to work with. I know it'll probably do absolutely nothing for you, but when can we make an uncapped donut? Um, Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, hit me up and let me know what type of like flavors you're thinking or what your favorite whatever so it is, and I got you. We Mango. go back in here. We go back this week, and we'll be doing all the St. Patrick's Day. So we use instead of using like to make our glaze, we use Guinness beer. Nice. And then we use Bailey's in our buttercream. Yeah, it's a Guinness. Nothing's dark, cooked out. I was gonna say it's that a Guinness dark chocolate amazing. and Bailey's buttercream. Um, and it's a pretty big one. I will give it. It's got a pretty big uh, mountain on top of it of the buttercream. And like he said, it's not cooked out. It is probably a portion of a full shot. Um, and what's the other? Oh, and then we do a cereal milk glaze. Um, and that has the Lucky Charms on top. People really like that one. Um, and then probably one of our most classic is the grasshopper, which is like a nice bright green mint glaze on a chocolate cake donut. And then the cookie crumbs all there and some drizzling. So going to do it all this weekend for St. Patty's day. So are we looking at like end of 2021 or early 2022 that you opened the Frederick location? Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) My biggest thing is Send your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you two so much for no, thank you. giving us. And a- like I said, two claws awesome. So, and you guys are awesome for bringing us in and doing this right now. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. Well, I mean, there's no way I could have an episode talking to Duclaw and not have some time dedicated to unicorn farts and not bring in the originators of unicorn farts. I mean, that would like what kind of person would I be if I did that? I would be on par with the person who stole your domain. <laughs> he, he's going to see us and hate himself in the morning. I hope so. Back to us. There's <laughs> um, so we're going to take a real quick, uh, commercial break. And when we get back, uh, 
we're going to have just some specific Duclaw conversation with uh, Rachel to give us a little bit of the history of Duclaw and then what Duclaw has happening on for the rest of the year. So we'll be right back. There are many reasons why I've chosen District East for where I purchase beer. I love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six-pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap. The friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand. You can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. All right. Now, an hour into this, um, we should probably talk about Duclaw a little bit. So... Uh, how, how long have you been at Duclaw? So I started November 28th, 2016. Oh, so you've been there for a while. Yeah. Um, so four years, uh, four years, not change. Now though, Duclaw has been around going on 25 years at this point. Um, how did Duclaw come to be? So, uh, sorry to interrupt. Somehow, like I know, like a lot of the old breweries, the history of it, but because Duclaw doesn't do tours and those types of things, I actually have no idea. Because I also I didn't read that newspaper article. I have no idea (laughs) um, the the history and the story of Duclaw. So I will stop interrupting you and I will let you tell that story. No, it's all good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, a lot of people don't. and because we've been around for 25 years, we've gained fans in different segments of our life as a brewery. So some people only know us as the brew pub days. Some people only know us as the beer now. So um, the history has definitely evolved over the decades. It started in 1996 when Dave, I, I, thought I should pull up the picture again. <laughs> so that's our founder. That's our founder, Dave. That's his father. And this is the opening night of the very first location. So it started as a brew pub in Bel Air. And it started as just that location in 1996. And then they opened several locations over the next 10 years, everywhere from um, 
Fells Point. They used to be on that uh, where Bond Street Social is now. They had a location there at one point, Arundel Mills, Bowie, several other places. And it kind of took off more of a towards the restaurant venue because let's be honest, in 1996, breweries aren't what they are today. You know, you couldn't just like go brewery hopping. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, even a 2006, like yeah. it was, that was even well that, before it's like the, the current climate of craft beer. Yeah. I mean, Dave has told me before the story of like jumping all in on this project. Cause it started really with him in college, just brewing home brewing beer. And he was supposed to take over his dad's family, the whole family business. It was like a electrical contracting or something like that. And I, he told me, he was like, yep. And one day I just looked at my dad and he looked back at me and he was like, you're not going to do this, are you? And he was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to brew beer. <laughs> so, and I mean, in 1996, that was a pretty big jump, I'd say. Um, of course, there are craft breweries that date much older, but I feel like in our not area. Many. Not many, but like in Maryland, especially in the DMV area, you know, it was definitely a, a big risk to take. So he kind of spun it like, oh, well, what if they're brew pubs? It's kind of like a restaurant business. So um, it was a bunch of restaurants and then they started distributing to Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Pennsylvania area, you know, just within like the hour or two radius. But people started to really pick it up and like it. And at one point in the Duke Hall history, you come to a crossroads, you know, you're already managing all these restaurants. You start distributing to more states. At some point, you just kind of have to pick a path, you know. So they closed all the restaurants. And I think the last one was sold and closed the year that I started in 2016. And then we just started picking up new states like crazy. I think when I started, we were only in maybe like... 12, 13 states, and now this year we're going to be opening up Massachusetts in spring, so that'll be our 20th, and then Michigan is to follow soon after, so just having to make that split off and decide that, you know, we are a brewery, we're not a restaurant business, you know. Is there plans to open a customer-facing tap room? Oh my goodness. That's like the number one question. I, I'm, I imagine it is. It's always mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> it's mysterious to even me. Um, I would personally love to have something where I could direct people, like as a marketing person, yeah. like, just direct people to like, here's where you can always get our beer. Because it's hard to just say, here's a list of restaurants where you could possibly get our beer if it hasn't kicked you know, yeah. on tablet and all that kind of stuff. So I would love to, no, no plan set in stone. Um, but with it being our 25th year, it's, it's, it's always been a looming question talked about in the higher ups here, but, um, I don't know. I can't <laughs> make any promises. And I feel like I'm asked this in every scenario and I never have a good answer and I really wish I could just say yes it's going to happen you know what I'm just going to speak it into existence have you thought about 
Have you thought about opening a tap room in Frederick? <laughs> we could do a um, tap room slash donut shop all in one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, early 2022. And then we could have a gift shop that sells squatty potties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, why the name Duclaw? Ah, that's another one that we always get. Okay. So, uh, well, I mean, because it's kind of interesting. It makes you think of a dog, but there's no dogs in the branding whatsoever. No. Yeah. It's funny. I actually never knew that that was an anatomy of a dog, the, the thumb, the claw part, until I started working here and people brought it up. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> um, but honestly, the honest answer is that when Dave was like a 26-year-old college, like kid, you know, coming out of college making this brewery, uh, he was like, what sounds cool and edgy? Claw. What sounds <laughs> fancy and and elevated? Something French like do. <laughs> uh, so do claw. <laughs> and that's the sad truth. <laughs> that may be sad, but it's phenomenal. It's funny. <laughs> and I feel like uh, we've made up so many funny, uh, punny stories over the years. I think when they had the restaurants, they they told this story that the restaurant was like um, miner themed first, like gold miners. And there was a statue in the front of this guy with this ax pick. We actually still have it, it's downstairs. Um, first thing you see when you walk in and they would always be like, oh yeah, that's grandpappy, grandpappy Duclaw. Like, <laughs> went out west and searched for gold or something like that so there's so many stories looming around but honestly that's the true one i love that naming story as much as i love um (laughs) making bikers at a christmas party ask for unicorn farts (laughs) (laughs) it's the juxtaposition so funny um so this is the 25th year I guess when, so when Duclaw opened, they're really in Maryland was only heavy seas or mm-hmm. well, yeah. Cause they just had their 25th, right? Yeah. And, they had the 25th last year. And Brewer's Alley, maybe all Oliver's, Oliver's I, think. I think would end at the time and flying dog, but they weren't in Maryland. So they don't count for that. Hmm. They okay. were still, they were still in, they didn't move to Maryland until 2007, eight ish, somewhere in that really? time. Yeah. I never knew that. That's a fun fact. Yeah. That's, and that's how I got into craft beer. I Was moved, I mean, I had had like some Sam Adams and stuff, but I moved to Frederick at the same time that Flying Dog took over the old Frederick Brewing Company. Yeah when they they moved from Colorado to Maryland. See, if you listened to the Uncapped podcast three years ago, you would have heard this story. Actually, no, four years ago at this point. You would have heard this story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing my due diligence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 25 years in existence. I've heard that you do have some kind of cool things planned for this year. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We usually brainstorm our next year's schedule about uh, June-ish summertime the year before. So last summer we kind of sat down 
with this gigantic whiteboard. I'm talking like the size of a wall. And we all sat in a big group and we're like, all right, throw it up there. <laughs> we, we put out every flavor combo hop grain thing that we wanted to accomplish and all these crazy ideas. And then took like, you know, time to narrow it down. And, um, for our 25th, I guess I could say this. I don't know. I could say this. Um, for You're allowed. I'm allowed. <laughs> we haven't started talking about it yet. We we want to talk about kind of the history about Duclos since it is our 25th year. Kind of sprinkle it here and there throughout the year leading up to our birthday, which is in August. So our 16-ounce releases that are coming, that are dropping in August, we're going to do some fun throwback beers. So we have an idea of which ones we want to choose. Um, and the labels are kind of being designed for those now. And it's just really cool to see old 90s grungy kind of artwork be transformed. So you're going all the way back to the very beginning, not even like craft beer 2.0 where it was like serum and venom and Colossus or, or any of those coming back. Maybe. Uh, not, I wouldn't say to the very beginning because I know very beginning was uh, like Mad Bishop and we do that every year. Yeah. We already rebranded that. Um, you know, uh, Devil's Milk, which we axed to that one. Um, I mean, it could come back at some point, but not as not this year. Um, but I don't know. I, I would say maybe it does lie more 2.0. It's definitely um, between the range of like the late 90s and early 2000s, i I feel like you have to give us at least one or two of what's coming. Okay, okay. You did. I'll I'll give you this. You did mention one of them. Colossus. No, no. Oh. (laughs) Although we'll we'll probably do like a a secret fun little mini release of that this year too. Serum. No, Venom. No, Venom, yes. You well, had three I'm, guesses. I'm bad at the second round of guessing. But I, I mean, I would say the first round I did, just pulling names out of nowhere and getting one right was good. Although I did fail at narrowing it down. Yeah, I mean, what were the odds of getting one out of three of those? That's kind of... Mm. <laughs> it's better than the odds of getting one out of however many beer. Yeah. So many. I remember when I first started, I had to clean up the uh, untapped to only show recent stuff. I was like, they actually emailed me saying that they shut it down because they thought I was a bot. That's funny. So many change requests. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh, we we thought this was like a hack. And I'm like, no, I just have a lot to change. (laughs) So I had colossus for the first time i believe it was the first time it was ever released to the public it was at a beer festival in frederick it was the precursor to the maryland craft beer festival back then it was called spring fest and it was held at harry grove stadium and they they had a i think throughout the whole day duclaw was doing like tapping different kegs and like yeah. at the end of the day, they were tapping Colossus. And I had already spent the whole day drinking. And <laughs> they did that on purpose. <laughs> we we thought it was a brilliant idea 
to uh, to then go have some of that. I don't remember the rest of the day. I like I remember letting my wife know she could come pick us up, and then <laughs> the rest's a blur. That is a strong beer. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think the lowest it was ever brewed at was like seventeen percent. The highest was twenty point something. I was gonna. I think that first one was in the tw- is was twenty something because I remember. It usually it, hit the twenties, yeah. Because I remember it just being obscenely strong. <laughs> That's so mean, though, to think that they would uh, tap that one last. Like when everyone's already drank yeah. all day. Long. Well, I mean, it's possible it may not have been last, last, but it was last for me. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was at least when I tapped out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But I mean, like that. Festivals. <laughs> that was that was back when you like a Maryland craft beer festival had like ten breweries at it. Oh my goodness! It's so I weird. Can't even imagine that? Can you imagine? I mean, yeah, you can imagine if yeah. you were there, but. I wasn't a part of that world then. I just can't imagine that. Yeah. Because now was... what do they have? Like a hundred at least? Yeah, usually. I mean, and that's just the people who actually pay to like and show up and like have bring the beer. Like there are way more breweries than that in the state. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, it was definitely because this would have been like, it was probably 2008, maybe 2009. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So I want to say, yeah. So, yeah, it was like Heavy Seas, Brewer's Art, Flying Dog, Duclaw, um, uh, I mean, there are definitely a lot. Uh, Oliver's, um, who else would have been there? Uh, Brewer's Alley, um, the Edgar Allan Poe one. Raven Beer. Raven Beer was always at them. Franklin's. Um, I, they may not be around anymore. I feel horrible if they are. Um, so, but you should feel even worse because I'm pretty sure they were from Baltimore. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta look them up. Franklin's. Uh, yeah. Um, and they're really. I'm sure there may have been a couple other ones, but there weren't many more. Um, it was they were very small beer festivals. Oh. Their description on Instagram is best little poor house in Maryland. So they they are still around? Yeah, they are. I mean, it looks like it. They last posted five hours ago. Man, we're awful. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Frank, obviously Franklin's is still around. Um, mm-hmm. And they were one of the few breweries at the beer festivals back then. Um, so... At at one point though, there was a very clear shift in um, Duclaw's like basically just lineup of beer and marketing. What what was the impetus of that? Well, I think it was just you know the changing times. If, if a brewery is going to be around for twenty five years, you're going to see the change and what people are demanding from you. You know, like. Nowadays, can you imagine 10 years ago that the brews that you're seeing right now that are hype beers would be popular 10 years ago? No, they would like, not the have industry been. Changes. The industry completely flips all the time. So being able to be flexible and willing to change with it, I think is a really important thing. Um, you have to be flexible as a business. So that's my serious statement. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but Basically, trying to um, 
convince people in our company who uh, didn't want to change and those who did want to change. And I think it just created a very clear riff in the company. And um, I didn't see the entire buildup to this change. I came in at the end of 2016 and it was 2017 that everything changed for us. Yeah. Cause and I was going to so- say it was right around when you had started, when that big shift would have taken place. It was monumental. I remember coming into this company and we had, you know, a small set of core beers and we had maybe 10 seasonals and that was it. Right. And they were pretty standard styles other than some of our core brands, like, you know, sweet baby Jesus and, and that kind of stuff with a little bit of like adjunct fun with them. Um, but there was some more young blood who was like uh, people in the company who were like, you got to try this. It's so cool. And brought in like a 16 ounce can of like something or another. And it was just completely different, you know, and it really showcased how the industry was changing. And so we just had to change with it. And so everything we started over, we started doing, uh, different kinds of seasonals we started putting out series because we noticed that people want something new and fun but they want something that they recognize so starting the the ipa series the sarami series the pastry series um having gozas having hop sours you know it was just a pivotal change in the company and i think it was definitely a make or break kind of decision for the time. And it panned out. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows, maybe five years from now, another make or break moment's going to come and we're going to have to completely shift again. So did making that shift, did it, com- did it completely change the popularity of Duclaw? I noticed a big, well, I noticed a big change on social media at least. Because uh, at that time, I was the social media manager and I was doing all that kind of stuff. Um, I noticed a big shift when we started coming out with limited releases on top of our seasonals and core brands. It was it was just different. We were bringing in a younger audience because at the time, I want to say our main demographic was males 40 to 60. And now our largest demographic is more around the age of like 25 to 35. Um, so just bringing in those new kinds of beer drinkers was really pivotal in, in keeping our brand alive. So this photo is from standing in line to get Colossus. Oh goodness. <laughs> and it, it was 2009. You want to, you want another hint? Another beer up there is also going to be, brought back for the limited release naked fish mm-hmm. nice yeah and look at that guy's phone right there where oh the, the, the lower left that's, that's not as bad as like an actual flip phone though. yeah that's, but that's still that's hilarious that's that's pretty that's actually pretty high tech for the time i feel like when what year was this again 2009 so the iphone would have been out um okay but still not 
not a commonplace type of phone. No, I didn't. I had a Nokia brick in 2010 to 2012. And then I got my first iPhone. It was the iPhone 4 in 2012. Yeah, so that that picture was definitely not taken with a cell phone. I don't think. That must have been an actual camera. Um, cool. So now we know Venom and Naked Fish are two. How... <laughs> Are, are so is it going to be are are those throwback releases going to be like all at one time or are they going to be sprinkled throughout the year all at one time so okay. it's going to be in that limited release 16 ounce cans lineup so the naked fish uh it's going to take place of our 19th release of the pastryarchy so it's going to sub in there and okay. then um we have a sour me release throwback to the original Sour Me This. Oh. And then the IPA throwback is going to be Venom. But it's it's not like redoing that recipe, right? It's like a modernization of that. Yeah, they're going to take that base recipe. It's not going to be... I think from what I've heard about the brewers talking, I don't think it's an exact replica. I think they're going to tweak a thing or here, here or there. But for the most part, it'll taste pretty similar because they they want to they want that nostalgia you know like when you drink it you're gonna be like transported like you're saying back to that time and yesteryear you know for all of our fans who you know have been with us through the years because as much as we have worked hard to kind of bring in the new beer drinker we have to recognize that you know tip our hat and say thank you to the people who have stuck with us for all 25 years I wish I had better, like, oh, Barley and Hops was there, no longer um, around. Mm -hmm. I can definitively say that one. I'm not just guessing that someone's. (laughs) Unfortunately, like, this was back before, like, breweries even had branded tents. So most of the pop-ups don't even have names on them, so I can't tell from the pictures. Uh, The Raven, we mentioned them. Flying Dog was obviously there. Uh, but nothing else has the names on the tent. Say, like, going through all the old photos has been probably the highlight of my task this month. Like, <laughs> I had to dig up all the old pictures. I mean, these, obviously, I had to ask Dave to go through, you know, boxes in his basement yeah. to dig these. But just trying to find old digital photos, because like you're saying, people weren't taking pictures with their cell phones. Like it was yeah. cameras. So I think back in the Stone really Age, <laughs> it was really hard to find things at first. I'd be looking up pictures and I'd find all these blurry pictures from like 2006. And not a single one of these is in focus. How is this? <laughs> That's just how it was back then, Rachel. <laughs> um, so is, is there anything else planned for this? I, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to decide if there's any possibility of, a, of an event or. Oh, my gosh, I wish. <laughs> um, no, we have a lot of cool mini collaborations coming up. Um, we have one with Catoctin Creek Distillery coming up at the end of the year. Um, we are going to surprise bring back Colossus. Um, I don't know if it's going to be distributed, but at least in local Maryland area. 
And then that's uh, not going to be in sixteen ounce cans, is it? I actually don't know what it'll be in. That'd be dangerous. Fancy bottle of some sort. That a wax tip, a wax dipped bottle. Although (laughs) I want, I want a fancy bottle and a fancy wooden box. (laughs) Little. what do you call it? The the stuffing. The like straw. The shreds, the... Yeah. The straw and it fire burned and like. Anyway, this is just me talking. It's never going to happen. I was but... just going to say that sounds um, probably like a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> but. A beautiful tap room one day. <laughs> <laughs> the Frederick location selling donuts also. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about, who knows, maybe we'll speak it into existence, <laughs> but um, we will be bringing back, we're actually shaking up our seasonal releases a little bit. I know they tend to get kind of, um, like the styles aren't as exciting as I would say the limited releases are. So we took the, other than Unicorn Farts, obviously, our other most popular Sour Me series release has been Amer- Sour Me America which was last summer. Oh, that was like the, the pop. The rock yeah, rock yeah. and pop. That was the right word. Oh, gosh. It was so I good. Don't, I don't think I had that one. That may be one of the only ones I never had. I have one left in my fridge that I have been hoarding for. <laughs> Who knows if it still tastes good, but. <laughs> I had an original, I had an original beach drink. The, um. The peach sherbet? No, no, no. The I'm sorry, not a Duclaw beer. A, oh. a true, re, true respite beach drink. The first beer to ever have my face emblazoned on the label. Okay, I remember that. Label. From um, it, it would it, when I had it. It was like a year and a half old. I was shocked at how good it still was. Because really? I mean, it, well, it's like a four four. Uh, or, crap, I can't remember what percent. Low percentage. Yeah. ABV uh, Goza, so it, I wasn't expecting it to hold up for that long, but it was it was surprisingly good. Yeah. I so there's like hope for the rocket. It, there's hope for your rocket pop to still taste good. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. What? Uh, I'm excited for that one. What is the more popular line, the pastryarchy or the um, the sour me series? I think it depends on what state you're in. Okay. Um, I guess I would lean more towards the Sour Me series, but that's just because um, having done Unicorn Farts as a part of that series mm. really lifted that up. Yeah. And when you get placements for a UPC and everybody orders that one, there's like not a single person who doesn't order that one. It just makes it easy for, for people to, to sell keep that up line. Yeah. So... So I would, I, I would lean towards that one, but I would say it also kind of depends on what flavor lineups we have. Cause, um, like the last one that just came out was sour me black apple, which kind of tastes like an apple pie and the pastryarchy Mexican hot chocolate. Like that one leaned more towards sour me being more popular. I'm trying to think of a, an example of when the pastryarchy was more popular the peppermint one the peppermint was really oh my gosh i love mint i love mint and everything when when um diablo was talking about the grasshopper donut (laughs) 
like, mouth watering. Oh, <laughs> well, well, now I'm those Girl Scout Thin Mint cookies are calling my name right now at <laughs> home in my freezer. <laughs> um, has uh, has the production of unicorn farts been increased every year? Oh like, my God, yes. so oh. when when <laughs> so I'm guessing by substantial amounts. <laughs> <laughs> It's so nerve wracking, <laughs> like leading up to when we plan to can that beer this year, especially it's just daunting. So daunting to think about how many hours we're going to be canning that beer. <laughs> so it, it, it had sticking power. People still like, it wasn't something people got excited about. And then like, eh, that was yesterday. People still yeah. continue to be excited i guess because it's a yearly release that was really popular it's yeah. like, if you probably made it on a regular basis it probably wouldn't so keep many its... people so many people were following up after the second year and saying oh my gosh you're doing this wrong why isn't this always available <laughs> and it's like because then because then you probably wouldn't it. want it <laughs> yeah and then also the fact that we release new we open new states every year so there's people who wouldn't have been able to get it before a lot of times people it'll sell out before their local liquor store um can uh get some and maybe they didn't get a chance so i would say like maybe half the people haven't tired of it maybe half the people still haven't gotten to try it and now um we've actually been partnering with this company called brew pipeline a lot which uh, they're fulfillment, so they're able to get our beer out to states where we don't have distribution yet. So people like California are getting Wait, it. I think I remember something. Wasn't that created by Duclaw's um, CEO or the – didn't someone oh, from Duclaw like... – similar. So Brew okay. is – Oh, damn it. I thought I was smart. Tell <laughs> me, like, you are not alone. I'm <laughs> – emailing people and accidentally saying the wrong one okay (laughs) you are told because they both start with brew yeah (laughs) um but no brew pipeline is the fulfillment company optics is an online software program that helps breweries track their stuff and oh my gosh just from like my side working with it when distributors ask to order like glassware or coasters you know whatever swag items that i take care of like being able to fulfill well, that through that. Like these beautiful yeah, like that. unicorn farts tikus. Although this is oh, the OG the one. one. What's that? Yeah, yeah, That's this, the one. yeah, yeah. this is the original one. Mm-hmm. Which I believe there are way fewer of these than there were of the the second we year. Like, we made like a hundred, maybe two hundred max of those. The second year we made and we like did like tenfold. Um so we actually still have a few of those still left up available on our shop, but uh, I don't think we're going to be doing around this year. I actually made these really funny unicorn pens. I wish I had one right here to show you. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Your daughter can use that. <laughs> She's She already laid claim to it. She Cause, did? Yeah, because she wanted to know why I had a unicorn pen. And then I was like, my friend sent it to me. And then she just thought that was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like the same thing of like asking a bunch of biker gang guys yeah. to <laughs> say, order a unicorn fart. So what other exciting things do you have coming up this year? I think just a lot of fun flavors that are completely new. I think trying not to tire out of stuff because so many people like you'll see in these like fruited sours, you'll see people do like maybe add one more fruit and call it different, you know? So just trying to do something completely different um, flavors that fruits that we haven't used yet, stuff like yeah. that. I'm really excited. Um, now I don't want to say this and set it in stone, but the idea we have for this is we're we safe. Want- it's just us talking. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we want to do a beer with Oob. Have you ever seen that? No. What is that? I know. Right. Okay. So it's, uh, I've never heard of it cause I don't, shop at fancy whole foods kind of mom's organic marketplaces but oob u-v-e is this cool product that um it's this like natural ingredient that people use with food and it turns it purple uh, like yeah bright. it's a philippine dessert made from yeah. boiled and mashed purple yam yep so if and you, it is purple. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not kidding. It is purple. They make like oob ice cream and oob this and oob that, and we were like, how cool would it be to have an oob beer? That would be cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one. If we can pull it off, I'm hoping we can pull it off. I feel like we'll have to use a lot of oob to turn something that's yellow to purple. You know? Yeah. There's always that hard scaling up and yeah. Because we don't start with white, we start with yellow. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just like some other big projects that we've got going on that we're still in the brainstorming phases of, but that we hope to be able to put um, some actual marketing dollars behind and and be doing some big charitable projects. Um, like, oh shoot, oh what's the name? Bottle share. Have you heard about them? I feel like I have. Is it another? Is it is it another like delivery service kind of? It's a. It's a. They're um. What do you call it? Five hundred three. Five hundred one. The charity. Five hundred three C. Five hundred three C. Yeah, they're a charity. Um, look them up. Bottle share. Basically, they raise funds to help people who are injured in the industry. Okay, and that isn't at all what I thought it was, but that's really, that's really it's cool. Really cool. The guy's story is so it's just so moving, and I actually was able to meet him virtually on a Zoom meeting last month, and he's just the most genuine guy. He almost brought me to tears. You will just you just can't help but feeling his story and wanting to be a part of it. So. We're going to be doing a beer solely dedicated to that and his cause. And basically, we'll cover our costs to actually to physically make the beer, but all of the proceeds, all of it, go straight to the charity. So that's going to hopefully be a huge difference for him. And, you know, just trying to pick and choose um, where we can put our time and energy into things that make a difference. We want to create opportunities for people in the industry. Um, and so we just got a lot of fun ideas coming up. 
So was he someone that worked in the industry and was hurt while working? Yeah, you can look him up. It's um, it's thebottleshare.org. Yeah, yeah. Kind of hard. Yeah, it's kind of hard to Google because it's such a common term. But thebottleshare.org. There's a video. Looks like it explains everything. I will watch that later. Yeah, it's so cool though. Um, That's one. I mean, mean, we did a whole episode dedicated to this that you joined in on. um, That Duclaude does so much to give back to the community and help raise funds for charities like unicorn farts proceeds that go to charities whereas like they could just pocket all of that sweet sweet glitter money (laughs) (laughs) and it's expensive to brew too oh my goodness (laughs) glitter jeez um so wait when it when is that coming out again that one's coming out um i want to say may let me check my calendar real quick make sure i'm not lying yeah may so when will you be debuting that the unicorn's name is Toots? Oh, goodness. I <laughs> feel like we need to talk to our designer and make like a cute little graphic where it has like maybe a bubble and say, hello, my name is Toots. <laughs> the little untapped I mean, underneath. <laughs> I, I'm on board. I mean, don't you think? Isn't that like it? I do like it. it yeah. It's just it's simple and it's perfect. It totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, part of it is like goes back to the first time I showed my daughters um, that can, and then like poured it and showed them the glitter in it. When like that first year it was released, they yeah. laughed forever. Really. And <laughs> the next day, when I had a beer, my youngest, who would have been three at the time, two, four, so, some age, um, <laughs> asked me where where the tooting unicorn was. <laughs> <laughs> So that is the cutest story. I love it. It's it's in writing because I I um back when we had the Uncat magazine, I had wrote um I guess you'd call it an editorial or editorial or a column about um how craft beer should be fun and like I that. I actually have a copy over on. Okay. I have, I have a bunch of them still sitting in my office. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I wrote about that in that article, but I can't remember. Uh, but so Toots would be the perfect name for. I like it. Unicorn. It reminds me of um, like in Greece when they call you Toots. Yeah. And then Toots and Dookie can finally be introduced to each other. <laughs> they actually squatty potty has a full on you know how he said he has an animatronic version yeah they actually have a full body costume too so that in those videos that you that were released today was that was the that's dookie yeah okay i was kind of hoping that was you jumping around in duclaw's <laughs> unicorn outfit <laughs> no i have like we bought on amazon like these hooves Hose hands yeah. and like, like a a mask with the purple. No, hair. you need a full costume. I do not mascot. Have a full costume. You need mascot level yeah. unicorn outfit. Yeah, but that was really funny. Yeah, Dookie uh, totally dressed up in full costume and flew from Utah to Maryland. <laughs> they didn't seriously ride on the airplane dressed as. Oh, that would have been amazing, though. Yeah, that would have been fun, but 
footage. <laughs> in, in the height of a pandemic, someone getting onto it. My mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and whoever they're with, this is my emotional support unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. We should make a video like that. <laughs> All right, Rachel. Thank you. Well, actually, is there anything else you want to cover? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sick of talking to me. I understand. I'm tired of. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing me talk too. Um, no, but this has been really fun. Thank you for having me on. Real quick, where do yes. people find Duclaw? Like, not the physical beer, but oh. to keep up. Yeah, yeah. I want a rundown of every restaurant and beer <laughs> beer store. Um, where can people keep up to date on? Uh, what Duclog has going on so they know about these uh, 25th anniversary uh, happenings. Yeah, I would just say our, our Instagram is probably the best out of all of our social media cha uh, channels. Our Instagram has probably the most updates just because we can do the stories on there and we're constantly posting little things there. But otherwise, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we just started a new YouTube channel, so who knows how often we'll post to that. But <laughs> otherwise, DuClaw.com is always a good place, too. <laughs> and obviously, go to GiveACrapChallenge.com. Um, become aware of... Go ahead, say the name. Colorectal. Colorectal. <laughs> that cancer. Colon um, cancer. Yes. Beware. Uh, and the... The Colon Cancer Foundation, um, the awesome team up between Duclaw and Squatty Potty to raise this awareness and then also get this special beer into a few hundred lucky people's hands of the special version of Unicorn Farts with a sparkly rainbow uh, poop emoji on the. <laughs> which... We had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much rachel mm -hmm. and thank you everyone for watching and listening cheers yeah. now go give a crap <laughs> i can't wait to see that video of you calling uh your my grandmother yes oh my she's she's probably gonna say a few cuss words we'll have to bleep it out <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much the uncapped podcast is produced by graham cullen and me chris sands be sure to like us on facebook and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good. <laughs>